A warm welcome to Waypoint Church Online. And it's a very warm welcome because this week has been a scorcher, hasn't it? Um, our, our daughter Isabel has gone off to Corfu and I think we're hotter than she is, um, which is which is great apart from we need air condition. Um, but it's, it's really good to stop, to, to meet together, to connect whether you're online or YouTube or, or listening to podcasts. We're so glad that you're, you're joining us uh, as a church. The past few weeks or months, we've been encouraging you to, to be meeting in smaller groups and connecting. Uh, what I should have been saying is, why don't you get photos of that or videos of that and send them in? We would love to see just some of the way that you're, ways that you're connecting uh, with, with your friends and, and our small groups and families. Um, I also know that we're in the middle of holiday season. Uh, so many of us are, are getting away. I think everyone's going to Cornwall. It's pretty packed there. Um, but the Manavan family, we're, we're taking the next couple of weeks off as well. We're, we're going up north as opposed to down south. Hopefully everyone sort of funnels down to the bottom. So it'll be nice and quiet up top and hoping the weather will hang in there. But it's a really important thing to, to stop and to pause and to recharge, to lean into God and to, to do life um, as a family and invest in that. I want to encourage you, if you've been on holiday, um, to, to rest and spend time with God and to keep that, that as a real high priority. But as we gather together to, to worship and to, to pray and to be open to more of God, um, I, I want to start with prayer and to commit this time to God. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you are a living, loving God. I thank you that you have uh, um, no limits, that you're a God who is with us wherever we are. Scripture reminds us again and again that there's nowhere we can go that can be away from you. But Father, we also just acknowledge that you call us to join you. For when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And Father, we want to purposely right now is to draw near to you. To bring to you what's on our hearts and minds, whether those are big world challenges or work or home or personal or whether we're actually in a place right now to say, God, I just wanna hear from you. I pray that you'll quiet our hearts, that you'll, you'll listen to our praises and that we may listen to you. Father, we, we wanna hear from you. Will you speak, I pray, clearly and directly to each one of us this day? We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Today's speaker is uh, a guest speaker, but she's part of our family. Um, Bev Price joined us a year ago um, as a Moreland's placement. She's studying for a degree in theology, and we get blessed to have her around us. She served in lots of different ways. She spoke at a, a TED Talk um, a few months ago, back in January, when we were physically meeting together. Uh, and she is just a very gifted and anointed lady. And she has a, a really powerful message uh, for us today. So I want to encourage you to, to be open to God and to hear what God has to say. I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so excited to be sharing the word of God with you today. Thank you so much to Mark for giving me the opportunity. Our Bible reading is from the book of Nehemiah. If you have your Bibles with you, may you turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. So Nehemiah, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. 
the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They say to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates have been burnt with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. I'll just give you a brief history lesson to where we are at now in this book of Nehemiah. From time to time, the Israelites would rebel. They would rebel against God. They would be disobedient. They would, however, repent of their sins and God would forgive them. They'll change. But after a while, they'll rebel again. They'll be rebellious again. But at this time, God allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to come from Babylon and capture the Jews and take them with him. This happened in three stages. The first deportation was in 606 BC. And this is where we find Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were part of the first group that was deported to Babylon. Then there was a second group and a third group, which transpired in 587 BC. Their return also happened in three stages. The first return happened under King Cyrus. It was now King Cyrus who was in power. And God used King Cyrus to allow the Israelites to return back to Jerusalem. So the first group returned in 537 BC. This actually fulfilled the prophecy that was given by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 25. Jeremiah prophesied that the Israelites would be captured to Babylon, but after 70 years, they'll return back to their land. So the first group returned in 537 BC. Then there was a second group, and the last group was in 444 BC, triple four BC. And Nehemiah was part of the third group. But at this time in the Bible, Nehemiah is working as a cupbearer. The title of my sermon today is, What is your assignment in the season? Nehemiah worked as a cupbearer in the secular world. But he was a man who, who was loyal. He was a man who was a confidant to the king. He was a man who was trusted by the king for him to be 
given that position of being a cup bearer. What it involved was him tasting the drinks before giving them to the king. He was a selfless man. He put his life on the line because if there was poison in the drinks, it would kill him first before the king. So Nehemiah was a man of integrity. The Bible tells us that when he inquired from his brother and the other Israelites that had visited him in Susa, how everyone was doing in Jerusalem, he was informed that the walls had been broken down and the gates burned by fire. Nehemiah was moved by compassion. He was moved by compassion. As I was reading through the book of Nehemiah, there are five things that stood out for me. And there are five P's. The first one is prayer. Because of Nehemiah's compassion for the Israelites, it led him to pray to God. He was concerned about his fellow Israelites, that they were living in a land that was not secure because the walls were there to protect them. The walls were there to give them identity, to say, this is our land. This belongs to us. This belongs to the city of David. But the walls were not there. And Nehemiah was moved by compassion. And it led him to pray. He was a man that communed with God. The Bible tells us that Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah prayed. If you read the whole book of Nehemiah, you pick this up. But in chapter 1, we see that Nehemiah prays a prayer of repentance. He repented of the sins of the Israelites and his own sins. Nehemiah prayed a prayer reminding God of the promises that he had given to the Israelites that if they were obedient, he would return them back to their land. Nehemiah prayed to God for him to have favor with the king. Nehemiah had set it in his heart that he was willing to leave his comfortable job. He was willing to leave all that he had and all that he knew in Susa to go back to Jerusalem. Susa was approximately 850 miles from Susa to Jerusalem. And in those days, it took them four months to do that journey. They didn't have airplanes like now. Nehemiah was willing in that season to go back to Jerusalem. God had placed a desire in his heart for him to go on an assignment from God to rebuild the walls. In that season, that was Nehemiah's assignment. It was not about being a cupbearer, but about him going back to Jerusalem. And on a day when he was serving the king the wine, the Bible in chapter 2 tells us that Nehemiah was sad. The king had never seen Nehemiah sad. This is how much the man loved his job. 
Every day he would turn up and he would be happy. The love of God was in him. But because of the sadness of the walls being broken down, Nehemiah was sad on that particular day as he served the wine to the king. And the king said to him, Nehemiah, what can I do for you? And guess what his response was? Nothing. Nehemiah did not say anything. Instead, he went to God and prayed. The man was a prayer warrior. He communed with his heavenly father before he, he answered the king. There's so much wisdom to be learned from that. He didn't go to his friends to say, oh, what do we need to rebuild the walls? He didn't inquire from the Israelites to say, what do we need? But instead, he went to his heavenly father. And sure enough, God gave him the download of what he needed to go and rebuild the walls. So it was only after he had prayed that he went back to the king and told the king what he needed. And sure enough, God granted Nehemiah favor with the king. Nehemiah asked for time off work for him to go and rebuild the walls. Check. King granted him the time off. He released him from his job. Nehemiah asked the king for him to write a letter for Nehemiah to give to the governor of the trans-Euphrates for their safe conduct on their journey to Jerusalem. Check. The king gave Nehemiah the letter. Nehemiah asked the king for a letter to take to the governor of the forest of the king so that the, the governor would give him timber, timber which he needed, material which he needed for, for the building assignment that he had. Check. The king gave him the letter. So through praying, through communing with God, God gave Nehemiah wisdom. God gave Nehemiah discernment. God gave Nehemiah passion, compassionate for his people, for him to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. The second P was provision. As I have already said, God granted the provision. God granted Nehemiah with the provision of everything that he needed for this assignment. Even with the manpower, as you read further into the book, the manpower was there. Nehemiah had favor with the Lord. So he was a man of prayer. God answered his prayers and the provision came. The provision came because the vision was from God. Nehemiah had heard from God. Whenever it's a vision or an assignment from God, the provision comes with it. Nehemiah's assignment for that season was to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And the provision came. The next P was preparation. As Nehemiah went to Jerusalem, the Bible tells us that when he arrived to Jerusalem for three days, Nehemiah didn't tell the Israelites why he was there. 
He didn't go to social media to tell everyone that I'm the chosen one who's been chosen by the king to come and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. No. He kept it to himself. And the Bible says during the night, Nehemiah went and assessed the damage that was done to the walls. Nehemiah went to assess to see what he needed for him to rebuild the walls. How much manpower he needed. What were the tools that he needed? Where was the weakest point? Where would he need to put uh, more, more efforts, more, more manpower, more materials? The man went to count the costs. He went to count the cost of the assignment that he had. He counted the cost. Yes, he was a man of faith, but he was a practical man too. Nehemiah was on an assignment from the Lord in that season to go and rebuild the walls. When he went to speak to the people, eventually, eventually, after he had done all the groundwork and he was sure of what he needed to do, and I'm sure even if they asked him questions, he had all the answers because he had done his groundwork. He had favor with the people. The people were willing to work with Nehemiah to rebuild the walls. The Bible tells us that Nehemiah worked with perfume makers. He worked with craftsmen. He worked with the goldsmith. He worked with servants that worked in the temple. He worked with, with priests. He worked with people from all different trades. He was on an assignment from the Lord. Whenever you have a vision, an assignment from the Lord, let's take great wisdom from Nehemiah that the people do not have to come from the same background as you. The people do not have to look like you. They don't have to talk like you. They don't have to agree with everything about you. But they have to agree with that vision that God has given you. They've got to be running with you with the vision from God. And sure enough, in a record-breaking 52 days, the walls of Jerusalem were built. They were not only built by one man, but it took an army of men and women who were willing to, to partner with Nehemiah on the assignment that he had from God. My question to you today, church, is what is your assignment? In this season, what is your assignment? What is God saying to you? During this pandemic, many of us have had lots of time to talk to God. Lots of time to commune with our Heavenly Father. Lots of time for strengthening and building our relationship with the Lord. I hope. And what has God been saying to you? We've all been affected by the pandemic. There is no one who can say I've not been affected. Whether it's directly or indirectly, we have all been affected by the pandemic. Our lives have been turned upside down. Sadly, many people have lost loved ones too. 
our prayers and thoughts are with them. Sadly too, other people have lost their jobs. But what is God telling you to do in this season? What passion is in your heart? What dream is in your heart? Perhaps God wants you to, to build or rebuild something. Perhaps God wants you to mend a broken relationship with a loved one. Are you willing to humble yourself and go and ask for forgiveness from that person? Perhaps God wants you to, to start another career, to change your career. What steps do you need to take? Are you making the necessary steps, the necessary preparations for you to go and do the assignment that God has for you? Maybe you need to retrain. In this season, what's your assignment? For Nehemiah, it wasn't about being a cupbearer. In that particular season, it was about going and fulfill the work of the Lord of building the walls of Jerusalem. My fellow brother and sister, what is your assignment? Perhaps God wants you to start a new business. I know it probably sounds silly for me to be saying this, that we are in a pandemic. But in the Bible, Isaac was successful in a famine. If it's a word from God, if it's a vision from God, if it's an assignment from God, God will make a way. Nehemiah was a man of prayer. God gave him the provision. Nehemiah made the preparations. But guess what? Nehemiah also faced persecution. Yes, it was an assignment from God. But he also faced persecution from Sanballat and Tobiah. So you too will be persecuted for your assignment. There will be opposition. People close to you can actually oppose the vision that God has for your life. Nehemiah had opposition from within the camp and from outside of the camp. But the Bible tells us that in the book of Mark, Jesus said, they will hate you because they hated me first. If you are on an assignment from the Lord, you'll face opposition. Don't take it personal. They are not opposing you. They are opposing the one who has sent you, who is God. But be like Nehemiah and run your race. The last P is perseverance. Run your race. Nehemiah ran his race. He persevered. He was not distracted. He did not look over his shoulder to see what's happening behind him. The man was focused. He was focused on the assignment that God for him. He ran his race. He ran it well till he completed. You too, you need to persevere. You need to persevere and fulfill the assignment that God has for you in this season. If you're a child of God, 
You have the advantage that you have the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit will equip you. The Holy Spirit will empower you. It will enable you to do what God has called you to do in this season. What is your assignment, my fellow brother and sister? Like Nehemiah, Jesus was on an assignment. Jesus came to die for you and I. He came to die for our sins. Jesus died a horrific death on the cross for our sins. He persevered and he fulfilled his assignment. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you got a relationship with God? Yes, we can build all these other things. But the most important thing in our lives is to build our relationships with God. And there's only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the rock. Build your foundation on Jesus, the solid rock that does not crumble. Jesus died on the cross for you and I, for our sins. Jesus rose on the third day. Hallelujah. He revealed himself to the chosen few and then he ascended to heaven. Jesus is set on the right hand side of the father making intercession for you and I. But the Bible also tells us that he is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Are you making preparations for the return of Jesus? Do you know him? No one knows the day, nor the hour. Even Jesus himself or the angel, they do not know when that will happen. But my fellow brother and sister, be prepared. Nehemiah's assignment was for rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. He prayed. God gave him the provision. He prepared for his assignment. He faced persecution, but he persevered. In this season, what is your assignment? Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth, that your word is a life. It's sharp, sharper than any double-edged sword and that your word is relevant. We thank you, Lord, for men and women of God like Nehemiah, who heard from you, they, they ran their race to fulfill the assignments that you had for them and your glory was revealed. Lord, I pray 
that in this season, if there's anyone who is not sure of what their assignment is, may you bring clarity to their situations. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the gift of salvation that we have. We thank you that Jesus died on the cross for us, for us to be in union with you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us, church. We'll see you next week. I want to thank Bev for, for sharing that word that's really much on her heart. But it's not, it's not just on her heart. It's also been in her life. That what is God's assignment is she's an incredible lady who, who was a nurse and heard God's call to say, step out and to study, to do something new. And she said, yes, God. I want to encourage you today to, to pause and to think, what is my assignment? What is God calling me to do? And what do I need to do to, to grab hold of that? Pause it and write it down. It'd be a really good thing. Write down what, do you, what is God calling to you to do? And if you're going, I don't know what that assignment is. Well, focus on that first point, a prayer. Saying, God, okay, can I hear from you? God has incredible plans. God has a plan for your life. He doesn't just pick some people. He wants to use every single one of us. And I want to encourage every single one of us to say, God, I'm part of your plan. I want to join you. What is my assignment, Lord? That's what I'll do. So thanks again to, to Bev. Thanks to you for joining us. I hope you have a, a great rest of your day. God bless.